0: What's going on everyone? Welcome to the Joystick Chronicles podcast. I hope you're as excited as we are because today we're unpacking everything that the soon to be released next gen consoles have to offer.
1: Let's get started.
0: going on everyone welcome to the first episode of the joystick Chronicles podcast Uh, today we're gonna be talking about next-gen consoles we're about a week out from the from the launch of the PS5 and the Xbox Series X and Series S uh, and we've got a lot to talk about here we're both excited uh, to really unpack what both of these next-gen consoles have to offer and uh, we're gonna dive right in so really first off uh, Matt from a, a console standpoint I wanted to give start with a little quiz here um, and talk about the best selling consoles of all time. What do you think? Number one is on,
1: I, I'm just going to acknowledge that Kevin has started every show by catching me off guard. So I don't know about these questions <laughs> in advance. So, OK, but top selling consoles of all time. I actually watched, also, I, I'm going to reference a Netflix documentary. I don't know if you've seen. I think it's, uh, oh, what is it? it's a gaming uh, kind of documentary on yeah. Netflix.
0: Is it Gamer? I forget I what it's called exactly. But, uh, it's but like the, 8-bit it or something from, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I or watched it a couple bit. weeks ago, actually, and it was good. Yeah. I liked it a lot because it started with like the creation of Nintendo and all the way through like Sega and how Sonic came up. Uh, yeah, it was, it was it was awesome. It was a flashback to my childhood. Top
1: selling console of all time. I'm gonna go with PS4. No PS PS3.
0: No, no you really think PS3 is the top know. selling console of all time? I don't know. It's PS. It's PS2.
1: PS2. Okay.
0: And everyone in and their mother had a PS2. No, I didn't
1: have a PS2 because I didn't like PlayStation. So,
0: do <laughs> you like that? Well, I my. Like real gaming, like the start in my intro to like actual gaming was PS2. Uh, me and my brother put hours into that console. We should talk about how and we started. We
1: had, Give me your evolution so we can let let the people know.
0: Oh God! Um, so my brother is five years older than me, so he kind of started it, uh, and we had a Sega Dreamcast. Uh, An N64 Then I think from the N64 we went straight into ps2 and I'm not also not counting in the Game Boy Color Game Boy SP Game Boy Advanced all that be included Um, Well, oh god, I don't we have to do not even know the time frame then well Um, mm -hmm. so General time frame was the dreamcast
1: it's okay. You and just do the evolution. Like, then, yeah, what you started from where you ended up.
0: Then in the N64 and Game Boy Color. Um, and then when Game Boy Color wasn't a thing and the evolution went into the Game Boy, we had switched to that. I mean, the two of us were Pokemon all day, <laughs> yep. every day. Um, and then the Game Boy Advanced. And then from N64, we went to PS2. Had that for years. And then, I went from PS2, the PS2 is really where like, I kind of started doing gaming on my own without my brother, um, had a Game Boy SP, the flip yep. one, um, and then went to the Xbox 360 from the PS2. Yep. And then from 360... I went to PS4 and then from PS4, I went to Xbox one.
1: I forgot that you had a PS4. That's where I'm at now.
0: Yeah, I did. And I, I honestly, I think it's at my mom's. Yeah. I, I still have it somewhere. I got to find it. I've,
1: um, I've got a whole story but, behind my evolution. Let's hear So it. started with our parents getting us. It had to be the, the first console we had was N64. We didn't ever have uh, Dreamcast or anything like that. We played it at friends' houses, but N sixty four, and really, I think why I like started gaming is because I was so competitive, and I was very competitive with my both my siblings, and I'm sure you can yeah. relate with your brother too. Oh yeah, and. My siblings would both just beat me so bad in Mario Kart all the time. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. So, like, we never had time where it was just me playing the game. It was always I had to play with my siblings when I was little. So yeah. I started, I, I tried to get so good at that game because I wanted to beat them. So so probably Mario Kart, Super Smash. Uh, oh, God, we, yeah. I mean, we man. played that even, me and you probably played it in high school even i know we yeah. played it with I, the, my brother
0: i would say that the n64 is the console that i've gone back to the most and mm-hmm. played um just because of i think the nostalgia we still have of the it. games honestly yeah yeah um i actually i think my brother took his to college with him when he went yep. and i think he ended up selling it or something but um <sighs> but yeah he came home from from school one semester and was like where's the n64 i need it and he took it and i think his him and his roommates played yeah. hours yep um but i that's probably the the console that i really went back to the most yeah.
1: yep um blitz um uh, mario blitz pa- mario party
0: 2001 oh,
1: so many classics james bond <laughs> 007 um, those games are wild. just trying to think of all that. Anyway, th- that's going off topic, but, uh, n 64. And then we, so we were a Nintendo family. We went to GameCube yeah, uh, for a long time. And really like that was a Christmas present to all three of us. But my siblings sort of started, and I think Christian played it a good amount, but he sort of started to drift away from it. Uh, just probably gaming in general, but we all like had, um, I think my brother had the original Game Boy and then Game Boy Color. Uh, I think I went, I never did advanced. I had SP and then I had the DS, the original, the original of both of those. Oh, I forgot about DS. DS. I had that in there too. I lost my DS. Um, I
0: don't, I never, the switch from SP to to DS, I never really like fully made it. I got the DS.
1: Um, I didn't do a whole lot. But it, I didn't know. Mine was mainly it kind of fell off. It for was me. Pokemon. Like all of my Game yeah. Boy games were driven by uh it was a lot of Pokemon and then Pokemon one hundred percent trying to think of what else. I, I mean I played there's the, a few other ones, but really Pokemon was all we played growing up.
0: Pokemon is probably the one game that I've put the most amount of hours into my life that's probably true I mean you think based on the amount of like different versions of the game that we've had well you you think uh, about the time
1: spent like as kids being like we didn't have phones or anything so like Game Boy was all you did the days sitting out on the driveway during the summer
0: (laughs) when there's five or six of us in a circle playing (laughs) on our Game Boys and we literally had the trade cords hooked up from Game Boy I never did that Oh my gosh, man, we did that literally almost every day. It's amazing. There was a, there was a group of probably like five or six of us who would just get together and we'd hang out. And most of the time we were together was playing
1: Pokemon. Riding bikes to each and other's so houses. So there,
0: there was like, there was me and my brother, Bobby, and then our neighbor. And there's the three of us. And we all got different versions of the Pokemon oh my gosh. game. So it was the red, blue, and green. Yep and i got the green my brother got the red our neighbor got blue and then it was the trading different pokemon who, who are exclusives to that game yep. um it was intense <laughs> as a whole thing but it was so much fun like so many good memories yep. from that and then Pokemon cards on top of that. See, I didn't ever do the I mean, trading now, and
1: stuff on the Pokemon cards. I, I just collected. Oh my god. Me and dude. my brother just collected. So we still they're <laughs> they're around somewhere. I don't know where they are, but we collected it. My mom has them, uh, and I actually
0: sent my mom a text last week. And uh, have you seen everybody opening up Pokemon cards live on like Twitch and streaming now? A little bit. Now? And I mean, it's there weird. are there are some very large uh amounts of money being thrown around for pokemon cards right now and I, we could probably make some money i a lot of i
1: mean i'd have a lot of originals
0: oh i had binders full yeah binders that's what we did binders too full.
1: well uh, I, i'll tell you a a rough story is that um it was either I think it was Christian or maybe it was me. I don't, I don't remember who, which one of us it was, Mm -hmm. but one of us took like all the shinies to show at school and left them in our pocket and my mom, my mom washed them. So like, we probably had some crazy, like probably really valuable cards now that uh, got washed. I wish
0: you could all see my face right now because it is just pure (laughs) sadness. Yeah. We had the... Like the individual card cases for the good yes. ones, we'd throw those in there and those never touched a binder. Those got their own hard cases to be <laughs> kept in mint condition. So I'm curious if I could find the cards to see if there's any good ones in there. Because we all yep. got those in baseball cards. Yep. So nothing ever really came of the baseball cards. But it's interesting to see now the market for Pokemon cards, cards
1: just blasting right mm-hmm. now. So... Uh, I guess back to evolution so GameCube uh, played a lot of like the original FIFA's Madden Um, mm. can't even remember what else we had all, of course all the Nintendo games I think like Super Mario and all that uh, and then I went from GameCube I used to play Xbox at friends houses but never got one so I skipped the original Xbox and then went straight to 360. That's how I
0: was for the original Xbox. <laughs> yeah, I think...
1: I, I think my, We had a family friend where I played it, but we never had I one. think my parents were a little uh, hesitant about the Xbox Live idea, but that <laughs> was like the coolest thing to me. Like, Halo well, I was think, what did it. I think the
0: the thought process there was because Halo was so big on the original Xbox, yeah. and like that was seen as like the blood and gore game. That's how the console got pegged. Yep. And parents didn't want their kids to play that. So that's, uh, that's how my mom yeah, thought then, about it. And that's the reason why yeah, we didn't get one.
1: Mature gaming rankings or whatever whatever yeah. it is, uh, the ratings. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I had a friend that pl- we played Halo all the time. And that was like amazing to me because I always loved gaming, but I couldn't ever come like it's again. It was a competition for me. Like I always felt like I wanted to compete like, I couldn't, I couldn't catch up to him because he had it at his house Mm -hmm. and like I played GameCube and like would whip everybody in whatever game I had on GameCube, but you can't do that if you don't have it live, like you can't play with your friends. And also the prospect of like playing with random people like online and just competing against random people. Oh, that was so cool. So Halo three was my first game. So we'll talk a little bit more about Halo. I'm sure we'll probably we're both halo guys too so we'll, we'll oh, yeah. probably talk more about that later but i grew up on halo more than i grew
0: up on call of duty oh so definitely
1: you know where my allegiance halo is like. 3 <laughs> I, I don't even know i don't even know if i want to know how much time i spent on that game um let's see not as much as pokemon yeah so <laughs> xbox 360 i had that forever um did you ever get the red ring of death yeah Yeah, I think I had, I think I got it twice, but I think they, I'm pretty sure they, (laughs) yeah, I got it twice. I'm pretty sure they sent me a new Uh, one both times though. Oh
0: yeah, Microsoft had a big problem with that. I mean, they spent upwards of a billion dollars to fix all of the consoles that had the Red Ring of Death. I mean, I think it was from like that's nostalgic the Red Ring of Death. It was like 2005 to 2008 or something that they just. Bit the bullet on all of those costs and just replaced every console. Well, they,
1: I mean, what what did they do? They created customer loyalty. Like I haven't yeah. left Xbox since then, and I I honestly probably would have considered it if if they didn't, especially because I was younger. Like I didn't have the money to pay for that. So if oh absolutely my not. parents would have been like, well, let's not. Why would we do the Xbox again? Let's mm-hmm. get you something that's not going to do that. But with the yeah, warranty... I remember really- when
0: I was trying to. <laughs> when i was trying to explain to my mom what was happening
1: with like
0: what the red ring of death was and no one really knew what it yes. was at the time it was just a thing that happened and people tried to put their xbox in towels to fix it <laughs> and uh, whether it worked or not everyone was just kind of confused about it and when i was trying to explain it to my mom i was like it just doesn't work and she's like "Well, why doesn't it work I was like, I don't know. Let me call. So I talked to support. I remember talking to so many different people with Xbox support yep. and they're like, all right, well, we're just going to get you a new console. The war- we've got the warranty, blah, blah, blah. And I think that's probably the only reason why it stayed on 360 yep. was because of <laughs> them replacing
1: the console. So 360 and then finally Xbox one and now I got a, an Xbox one X, but of course we're, we're, we're about to talk about the, uh, the series X. I'm pretty sure mine's an X. Whatever the newest one is, besides... uh, The X
0: is the newest one. (laughs) Because they did Xbox One, and then they did One S and One X. Mine's a One S. Mine's a One
1: X. And then, so the the brand new one that we're going to talk about today is the One Series X. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's a little confusing. So, And I'm sure it will be for some of their customers, too. Oh, absolutely. So, I mean,
0: as I look at this list of the top-selling consoles... I mean, we had almost all of the top 10. Um, so it goes PlayStation 2, the Nintendo DS family, Game Boy, PlayStation 4, which I had. Yeah. The original PlayStation, which neither of us had. Yeah. Uh, The Wii, which, ironically, I had that uh, at my dad's. Yeah. He came home one time and he just, he bought it like on a weekend for all the kids. It's just, like something for us to do together. So. I did have that, which I left that out. Um, PlayStation Three, Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty, Game Boy Advanced, PlayStation Portable. Did you ever have a PSP?
1: I had one, but it was like way late. It was way past the time when everybody had a PSP. So, like, I don't even know what I played on it, but I I didn't really care that much about it because I was older at the time. Yeah,
0: I my brother had one. Those things were cool. Yeah, um, I think the for playstation to rival nintendo obviously with the ds um at that time was a good idea and i think it could have stuck uh i mean obviously now the nintendo switch essentially is a an upgraded psp for lack of better comparison um but i'm glad that they tried it and i think it worked out pretty well it had a good amount of games and decent games on Mm -hmm. it so filled a, a niche market for a little while all right. Well, you alluded, obviously, to next gen consoles. I know we've we've uh, teased it a little bit, but Xbox Series X and Series S uh, are being released on November tenth, and then PS Five is two days after November twelfth. Two so, days. Tons of hype tons of differing opinions sure. on both consoles um a lot of people have made up their minds because they're gonna stick with the brand that they're loyal to uh i feel like there's a small amount of people who are still trying to figure out which console they want if they're gonna get yeah. one um so let's, let's dive right in um so, so, you're the you're the big xbox guy you want to dive into the series x
1: yeah. So one one thing I want to just just tell the audience and, and tell kind of our our family here is just the way that we did it. So just being like transparent. I'm I'm really excited uh, to get into this because I did some research on the Xbox Series X, but you know I, in the past I've done a little bit of um, research PlayStation versus Xbox, but you know I've continued it on the Xbox um, route. So. I did some research on Xbox and Kevin has done some research on PlayStation. So I have gotten pretty excited about the Series X, uh, but I'd be really curious to see what this discussion turns into uh, mm-hmm. between the PlayStation and Xbox. So I'll go ahead and just give you guys the highlights and and talk about some things with the X and, and ask, you know, kind of what Kevin thinks. And then, uh, and then we can go into PlayStation. So the Xbox Series X, like Kevin talked about, it's releasing November 10th at a price point of $499. So pretty expensive, but. um,
0: Which it's on par with the PS5, though. Yeah, I think everybody, for the most part, was expecting. A big price tag yeah. for the next gen consoles.
1: So I feel like five hundred is pretty on par. Still expensive. <laughs> to, though. So I'll I'll kind of go through the specs of it, and and to me, I think that this price point is justified. And you know, we we'd love to hear what you guys think too. Um, but I'll just go through it. So mostly four K, but this has eight K capability. I don't even know what that means yet. But eight K capability that that it sounds insane. It's crispy. <laughs> what. <laughs> Said that's crispy. Crispy. Yeah, seriously. And, and I watched a few YouTube videos on this too. Um and just people kind of comparing the Xbox One versus this new Series X. And one of the videos was, you know, not it wasn't the final form, like the final release of the It's like the release or the kind like of the test. Yeah, models. kind of a demo version. And mm-hmm. it was very smooth. So there are a few things I want to talk about with this. One one of the features which I found really appealing was it's going to be compatible all the way back to the original Xbox. So all the games that you had growing up from Xbox, all three, six, everything it's going to be compatible all the way back to those games. So I think that's pretty, pretty wild.
0: Do you know if let's say a person, well, I guess there's really no way for them to tell cause you'd really just have to have the discs uh, of like from an old collection. I would imagine yeah. they're not going to be offering a, a digital version of a, of an old game, just because you used to own it, and you don't have it anymore. So, um, something to keep in mind is that if you don't have it, you're not necessarily going to be using it. But you can also then go back, get that game secondhand mm-hmm. uh, from someone who's not using yep. it, and you can probably get that at a really, really dirt cheap price. And kind of
1: from what I understand, they have this new like cloud too. So I, I think the way that it works, like once you use X yeah, the X Cloud. I think I think once you were to like kind of download the game, I don't think you have to go back and like put the disc in or anything like that. It it's it's there, like it keeps it in the memory in the cloud. That's for well, X
0: Cloud. It's the it's so it's the Microsoft version of Google Stadia.
1: Okay. Um,
0: so it's the yeah. You might be able to shed more light on it because X Cloud uh, I think is actually really interesting and it's a an approach that I wasn't expecting Microsoft to take with the next gen consoles because. It's essentially allowing PC gamers access to next gen Xbox games. Um, and what they're doing is putting all their games on the clouds, and then you can stream them to an X Cloud enabled device. So you don't necessarily have to have the games stored on your console. You can do it through
1: that, which through is the X Cloud. pretty insane.
0: Yeah. Well, let's see how it actually comes together. I've tried Google Stadia and it was less than
1: perfect. Yeah, Yeah. well, well, I mean, (laughs) they're calling it literally Project X Cloud, so it's still work in progress, but it's exciting, but very interesting
0: nonetheless. I think it's the route that gaming should go, and I, I think they're thinking about it the right
1: way. I think it has to go that direction because everything else is going that direction. Um
0: you can stream anything you want, so why not stream a game? Yeah.
1: Um I'll talk a little bit more about that in a second. Looking at kind of the specs into Xbox Series X, one of the things that was really cool to me too that stood out is it's eliminating load times and reducing your game file sizes and allowing bigger, more like immersive game worlds. So one of the features of this is a quick resume feature and it's part of this. I see. I don't. I don't get into all the actual specs of the processors and all that kind of stuff. I just care about what the result that's my is. Job. Yeah. <laughs> I, I. I like the. I like the results. So like, I look at not necessarily the specs because I don't really understand all the vocabulary behind it. The CPU and
0: the GPU yeah. and all the. But I mean that's your average consumer right, yeah. is not going to understand the specs yep. it. It's what's the end result. So that's what I want to speak us. from. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So,
1: so what I care about is the quick resume feature. So literally, which is it's awesome. It's like, basically when you, even from a cold start. So like, you know, for example, Xbox one has, um, basically like you can put it to sleep. You can just have it sleep. So like when you turn it on, it's a quicker, Start, but from the cold start, like if you turned your Xbox all the way off, you could do a full shutdown. shutdown. You can turn your Xbox back on and you're like in a game so quickly, like exactly where you started from, which is really cool. Like eliminating those loading Mm -hmm. screens. You think about like a game like GTA five. You imagine so many loading screens in. Oh, my God. Like. (laughs) Oh, the iconic loading
0: screens of grand theft auto just that entire franchise are going to be a thing of the mm-hmm. past <laughs> they're going to have to get creative with how, with how they do that well and but that's i think oh. it, it has a lot to do with the ssds that they're putting into consoles now yep. um, and it's something that a lot of people have done externally with their current consoles i mean i have an external hard drive on my xbox but it's not an ssd yeah. Um, but, I mean, internal SSDs just speed up those load times like crazy. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, everything that they're going toward with Xbox, it seems like they're aiming at CPU. Like, or PC, I'm sorry. They're aiming for PC. Like, the the performance, is, is it seems like they're trying to rival on consoles what PCs do there
0: these will be the closest or I should say this will be the closest ex- closest experience that a gamer will get to pc gaming on a console
1: that we've ever experienced yep.
0: and it's a huge stem mm-hmm. from
1: yeah so a few more things that I want to note improved latency, which you know i I don't know I, I literally thought about this when I, when I was reading specs, I was like, yeah, I, I'm going to get nerdy here. I'll, I'll read literally what it says. This is from tech. It's Vic hood at tech radar and an eight core AMD Zen two processor running at 3.6 gigahertz and custom RDNA two AMD GPU puts out 12 teraflop teraflops of processing power in 16 gigs of GDDR r6 memory i have no idea what that means that's why i said I, all i care about is the result i mean amd is the king of cpus
0: right now intel is traditionally obviously a long-standing well-known brand but amd in my opinion is just blowing intel out of the water there so it's i like to see that the consoles are using amd proce- uh, processors yep. um and i mean between the ps5 and the xbox the 10 teraflops of the ps5 and the 12 teraflops of the xbox are you really going to see that much of a difference
1: we'll one out. of the things that um i can't remember what his name is is it phil spencer yeah phil spencer yeah, yeah. he's the head of xbox he, he said the he, xbox czar if he will. essentially was like how do you how do you show visually how a game feels and that was like one of their toughest challenges is illustrating or like communicating that, like what that, what that looks like. And they're, they were,
0: which I do want to dive into that a little bit more yeah. when we go over PS five, because I think PlayStation has knocked this out of the park mm-hmm. with their controller, Okay, which we'll get into. Yeah.
1: So I, I think that that's the challenge that they, they've been facing is, is trying to show people and market that to your regular gamers. And I don't, and they're, mm-hmm. they're talking about how vastly ahead the series X is versus the Xbox one and their, their latest Xbox one models. So like, I don't know exactly how we, how that looks going forward, but I think it's one of those things you, they're trying to get us to buy it and see for ourselves. So, um, and just, but, but th- think about when the Xbox one was launched
0: though, 2013.
1: Yeah. Seven years ago. So you think I,
0: now keep in mind the xbox series one or sorry xbox one now i'm getting <laughs> mixed up here the xbox one the original xbox one is not the same machine that the the xbox one x is sure. um but i think the step up from the ser or the the one x to now the series x is going to be huge mm-hmm. but they've had seven years to get this architecture like fully mapped into however they want to build it within the console
1: yep i I think that's a great point i so a few more just a few more notes um and then i'll let you get into ps5 um i actually hadn't really looked too much into this I, i don't necessarily play a whole lot of other games like just being being honest but xbox game pass I don't know if you've looked into Xbox mm-hmm. Game Pass. They're also yep. integrating EA Game Pass, which I actually I did use EA Game Pass for a little while. Um, mm-hmm. That's going to be in your Series X, the Xbox Game Pass. I'll I'll tell you a few games, but essentially they're calling it the Net, Netflix for video games, right? And so that makes sense for the future of streaming. Cloud, all yep. that those kind of things. It's going to be a monthly subscription type of deal. And it'll have it has games right now. I just looked like Halo Master Chief Collection, Forza Seven, PUBG, Minecraft, Destiny 2, uh, EA Play, which if you guys don't know what or yeah, if you guys don't know EA Play, it's another subscription-based thing. It's $4.99 a month. And it has like FIFA, NHL, Madden Battlefield, which But that's going to be coming with. Yes, yeah, they right? I, I don't know if they bought it, but what it says is they're integrating it into the Xbox Game Pass, so yeah, essentially so if you going. have
0: Game Pass, you'll then have access to Yay. all the EA games, which I think it it's really cool, it's awesome.
1: Yeah, oh, another cool little thing all previous Xbox accessories are compatible with the Series X, so you guys won't have to buy so you can plug in your controller your mics you know all that kind of stuff so obviously uh they do want you to buy more but uh i think that's a that's a nice addition i i don't like the whole uh you gotta buy another fifty dollars worth of gear probably like a hundred i mean if you're talking about a controller a regular controller costs 60 bucks and then if you're getting a decent Mm -hmm. headset at least 30 right i mean
0: i would say more than
1: that for a decent i'm talking like Mine's cheap and it's yeah. probably between 30 and 40 bucks. So at the yeah. minimum, well, I'm I saying a hundred really is a, a whole, it's all a whole 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 range
0: of yeah. Yeah, <laughs> everyone
1: knows there's a spectrum. Yep. So anyway, <laughs> that's all I got on, um, on Xbox series X. I'm personally excited for it. Oh, you know what? I should, I'm neglecting the series S. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I'd say series S the only notes I really, cared to add here and you guys could do a little bit more research on it but essentially it's just a lower price point it's 299 and um it's just it's just less powerful essentially i mean you can get into all the specs and look uh, look up exactly what the p- processing power is and all that stuff but mm-hmm. uh, i think it's cool i mean it's it's still competing with ps5 i, I don't know exactly what the price points look like for that but i i did see where the series s was a hundred dollars less than i don't know which ps5 model are they offering two models
0: yeah so there's the ps5 for 500 and then there's the ps5 digital which is 400 yeah so so then and and another 100 under that is your series S. so it really is the budget access point to a next gen console which yeah you're going to be sacrificing some of your some of the specs there, but at the end of the day, you're still getting 4K 120 hertz gaming. Um, and no, you're not going to have the same amount of storage. But Xbox, they're smart by doing this, they're including the expansion slots on the back of the consoles. You can get an another SSD, terabyte um, hard drive to, yeah, <laughs> and you can just buy that separately. Obviously, there's going to be another cost to that, but down the down the road if you want to expand that there's a built-in dedicated expansion slot that you can get from uh Xbox another SSD to just plug right into the back which a lot of people are doing now with the current consoles with their own external hard drives. Yep. So I think they were smart by adding that in and having their own um their own proprietary SSDs to be able to sell.
1: Yep. Man, a lot of info. We're talking a lot. Give me what you got on this PS5.
0: Well, before we go there, have you heard about the GameStop and Microsoft partnership? I haven't. So Enlighten this me. is interesting. Uh, GameStop, in an effort to expand their business, has uh, inked a partnership with Microsoft and essentially what it does is any Xbox next-gen console, so a Series X or a Series S, any console that is sold at a GameStop store or on their website, they will get revenue from all the digital sales made on that console for the rest of its existence. Wow. So you think about all the games you're buying because, I mean, realistically, discs nowadays, when was the last time you bought a disc when you bought a game? You're buying it in the store. When you get a game, when you get a skin in Warzone, all the microtransactions, (sighs) anything that you purchase on, on that console,
1: a percentage of that, goes to GameStop. That's insane. And that is a, yeah. such a wonderful and amazing move by GameStop. Wow. Yeah. That's a huge deal. I mean, there's an insane amount of microtransactions that happen. I mean, that's the direction of of the future for all this this Call gaming st- everything.
0: War, Warzone alone made like 1.2 billion dollars in microtransactions from July to November. Yep.
1: You think about for, I mean, to me, at least in my mind, I mean, microtransactions have been around like, think about like EA and, and some of those games, but
0: yeah, Fortnite. Well, I think the king of microtransactions are mobile games.
1: Yeah, yeah, obviously mobile games, but I think of at least the ones that have affected me the most was Fortnite. Mm-hmm. For, Fortnite yep. for me, I played for probably three years or two, two to three years. And yeah i mean they they had so many microtransactions all the skins and everything like that transformed the game and that was a very Mm -hmm. exciting game because of it i don't know if that's not all that insightful but i'm just saying that was just one of those things you know with fortnite having so much popularity i'm sure a lot of people can relate to that (laughs) i agree and it's something to to keep an
0: eye on uh with with gamestop here um so ps5 we'll dive into it uh I think it's a, The details that they've put into the console, uh, I think, are what may separate it uh, for you if you're trying to make the decision between uh, Xbox or PlayStation. Um, like we've mentioned, normal PS5 is going to be the same price point as the Series X. Uh, the digital edition, it's going to be $100 less than the Series X, $100 more than the Series S. Um, so if you think that an optical drive is worth $100, get that otherwise pay hundred dollars less get that don't buy a disc because you're not buying a disc anyway spend the hundred bucks and you're getting one a slimmer console and if you haven't seen this console it is massive
1: the ps5 yeah, yeah.
0: it's huge so are, so are uh, you saying
1: uh, just just to clarify so the the series s just doesn't have like the disc slot
0: no it does which one has the oh wait the, sorry did you say the Series X or the Series the S? The Xbox See, is Series still me. S,
1: which is the cheapest of all of these, does not have a disc. Correct. And then we've got digital. the PS5, the lowest tier. What's it called? Yes. The, it's just PS5 digital edition. Okay. It does have a drive, though. It has a disc slot. No, it
0: does not. Oh. So the digital does not have the disc. So what's the difference? So there is none. It's the disc or not the disc. So if you want an optical drive, which is, think about it this way. If you want a 4K Blu-ray player, you're spending 500 bucks. If you don't care about the 4K Blu-ray player, spend 400, get the console. It has the exact same, exact same specs as the full price PS5. It just doesn't have the ability to put a physical disc into it.
1: Wow. Okay. That's very interesting then.
0: So they, they took a different approach. Which uh, I, I there there's pros and cons to both I approaches. Like it. uh, yeah, it's. I mean, you you knocked it to me. I don't need a. I don't need a disc drive. Yes. I I haven't put a disc into my Xbox and well, I have. Okay, I lied. <laughs> I'm a huge Friends fan. I love Friends, and when they took that off of Netflix, I was shook. Um, so the loving girlfriend that I have her and her mom went on a hunt to find all 10 season of friends for me. So I have those on DVD and that's the only disc that I put into my Xbox. Um, but
1: amazing. Yeah. So very, uh, okay. I'll speak from that and I'll say I haven't put a disc in, in probably years. I don't have, there's no reason for me. I don't, I literally don't own any DVDs. Mm-hmm. Um that's
0: I mean, everything's going digital now. So why if you if you don't have a DVD collection, if you use Blu-ray, Netflix I or guess. Blue or anything, <laughs> yeah. just get the digital edition and boom, you've already got yourself a hundred bucks. Spend that hundred dollars elsewhere yep. or save it. Yep. So I agree with both approaches um Hmm. and like i said there's pros and cons to both it'll be interesting to see which console actually sells better i think the digital edition will probably sell better than the than the full scale one um that's just that's my opinion Yeah, based on everything going digital in terms of backward compatibility all ps4 games will work on the ps5 um but other than that you're out of luck okay you're not getting your ps2 you're not getting your ps3 you're not getting your original playstation game not
1: creating any nostalgia
0: something to keep in mind um the technical specs everything for the most part is the same as xbox just knock down a couple points it's going to be competitive you as a gamer sitting in front of your monitor or your tv realistically probably won't be able to tell that much of a difference Um, but the series X does have higher specs. It's a little bit of a faster processor. It's a little bit more of a, of a powerful GPU. Uh, your Ram's the same. And then the storage, uh, instead of the one terabyte on the series X, you're going to get 825 gigs, uh, still, still an SSD. Um, so it's going to be that fast storage. And then the resolution and the frame rates, that's all comparable. Uh, it's pretty much all the same. So it's really apples to apples. And it's going to come down to the details. Like I mentioned, the PS5, you either love the way it looks or you hate it. It's very unique when you put a magnifying glass to it on the white parts of the PS5 inside the little flaps that go up. I don't even know how to explain it. If you've seen it, you know what Mm -hmm. I'm talking about. All of the texture in there is little X triangle circle squares wow and they're just all printed on there like it's sweet the detail that they put into it is something to be commended but it's all visuals right it's not, it has nothing to do with performance mm-hmm. so keep in mind that with how massive this thing is i think it's like 15 inches tall do you want to have this on display do you want to have the compact fridge of a Look of the Xbox Series
1: X. Yeah, uh, I, and it's up to you. Uh, yeah, and and talking about that, I mean, they're completely separate on mm-hmm. that on the design aspect of this. They're so because different. you think about the if you've seen the Xbox Series X, it literally is. It's like a fridge. It the first time I saw it, it, it they made a fridge. It, it, it remi- Have you yeah, seen the fridge? I've seen the actual fridge. <laughs> they're giving a fridge uh, away. Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg got a fridge. Did you see that video? Yeah. Well, they're giving
0: they're giving one away to a fan. So. If you're an Xbox fan and you want a fridge, figure out how to enter that (laughs) because I want a fridge. So Microsoft, Phil
1: Spencer, send me a fridge. (laughs) I really do like the PS5 design because it's cool. It's pretty, but it's massive. And uh, the brick. So like going forward in in my life, I'd rather it be sleek and like it could be in my family room with my... Mm -hmm. You know, soon to be wife, like she doesn't care about gaming. She doesn't want to be reminded of gaming. And so so I I want it to look clean and crisp under my TV. Like, that's what I care about. But, like you know, some people might not might not want that. So I don't know. Yeah. One hundred percent. It's
0: it's the classic. Are you going full RGB in your setup? Are you going no RGB? That's full lights, no Mm -hmm. lights. And that is xbox versus playstation because they're completely different it's pretty to look at it's massive it's all really just going to come down to personal preference and that's why a lot of people already have their minds made up they know hey i'm a playstation person or i'm an xbox person and that's what i'm doing so one thing that we really haven't talked about yet i've alluded to a little bit are the controllers the xbox controllers are definitely a step up they haven't changed a lot
1: that's pretty classic
0: yeah it's got the classic xbox look which An Xbox One controller, to me, is the best controller out of any console that's ever been made. The DualSense controller that comes with the PS5 is really cool. And they have tried to pass the gaming experience through the screen and into your hands. Um, So when you're playing the game, there's increased haptics and vibrations. Uh, the triggers themselves have a, a responsive mechanism in them. So when you pull them down, the harder or the farther you pull them down, the harder it gets to pull them down.
1: That's crazy. So
0: it's, yeah, it, the thought that go that went through it is is really, really well done. And pre-installed on every PS5 is a game called Astro's Playroom. And it's a game that Sony has made to showcase the controller. So if you're pulling a rope, the triggers are harder to push down. If you're walking on glass, the haptics in the controller, your footsteps will feel different than if you're walking on metal or if you're walking on sand or if you're underwater. It's Everything is responsive. That's insane. And and they're taking the gaming experience from the screen to your hands, which I think is really cool.
1: Another point I want to make just thinking about it, You know, I didn't know all those details about the controller for me, just conceptualizing a customer's purchasing decision. Mm -hmm. It feels like the decisions that PlayStation has made to really focus on design and like bringing us into the future of gaming, it feels like. Xbox and Microsoft have kind of gone more classic, more power, more like performance. Mm -hmm. Whereas with PlayStation, it makes me consider wanting to switch because you want to think about the future in a next gen console. So like having that controller that's like completely new, like me and you have been playing consoles, just gaming forever, you know, just just Mm -hmm. casual gaming. And you want to think like I think about um, when I switched from GameCube to Xbox 360, that was a huge jump for me. And like you felt like
0: the first time you turned on that Xbox 360 and you got that loading screen. Oh, yeah. Some of the best noises.
1: Yep. And you (laughs) felt that, though. And I think that's what PlayStation is playing on right now is is boosting us into the future. Whereas, I mean, Xbox, it'll still be going into the future and they'll have some really cool things as far as, you know, some of their other stuff and just playing the Mm -hmm. games and all that. But I really like that, the, the PS5, the controller and and everything about the design of it.
0: Yeah, they're really going for the immersive feel, which if you're comparing between Xbox and, and PlayStation, I would say the PlayStation approach is the, the more artistic, immersive experience. And the Xbox approach is buy our machine because it is a
1: beast. Yeah. Kevin, I think one thing we haven't talked about um, would be some of the exclusive games. I, I, I looked up um, what Xbox... Is kind of doing, it. and I, honestly, I think the the one that I would be the most excited about, and we sort of touched on uh, on this before, but Halo Infinite.
0: Ooh, yeah. So
1: Halo is what brought me to Xbox. So them continuing that series, uh, I, I'm definitely going to be getting it. Um, it is exclusive to Xbox. And Kevin, actually, I don't know if you saw this and and PC. I don't know if you saw this, but. Is it exclusive just to Series X? No. Okay. So you guys can still get it, but obviously the performance and, you know, they've designed this, um, the graphics and everything uh, to be spectacular on the Series X. So obviously you're going to get the best experience if you have a Series X, right? So that's, I'm sure, another Mm -hmm. selling point for them. Um, I'd say that's the, the one that stood out the most to me. What about games
0: that you want to see come to next gen consoles? Is there anything that comes to mind?
1: NCAA football, gotta be yes. NCAA. I don't even know if it's necessarily about the next gen to me. That I think that franchise has so much potential. I mean, just the the amount of time I spent playing that game too. Uh, uh, <laughs> like Kevin, not well. Kevin probably less so than me. I'm a huge Tennessee fan, so uh, going on those games and like having the updated rosters and things like that—that's a big deal. And I like—I would still play that today. I think that would be exhilarating, especially if my team's good. But I don't even care. I'm I mean, die-hard. So there's hard, still a ton so. of people who
0: play it. There's still yeah. a ton of people who play the old game. When was the last one? Twenty thirteen or fourteen? Yeah, and I mean, for think about that market—people to still. Update the rosters for current teams. There's there's a market yeah. there. People still play it. I mean, look at um barstool mm-hmm. big cat, who he was oh. streaming NCAA to. How many dogs, man? Yeah, there's a market. He he brought the market yeah. back and he made. Well, it he bigger. probably
1: he probably um, uh, really ignited a lot of discussions again. I mean, yeah. Um,
0: I think if the timing was good, though, with. Now states allowing collegiate athletes to capitalize on their likeness. To me, I think that that um,
1: move on the likeness was opens the well. Door. It opens a door, but I think it was a move based on this game too. I don't know if it was the whole thing because that's a larger well, discussion for the student athletes, obviously. But like the yeah, I don't know. Just the the popularity. Of the, I think it's. it's, it's a,
0: we could we could talk about pay for play. Yeah, for yeah we could. I've got a lot of opinions on that. Maybe we can make a whole. When they announce that NCAA football is coming back, we can talk. We'll about have an play. episode on it. That sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's. I think the the door is open for it to happen, and I would love to see it happen. Um, and I think if it did it would probably be one of ea's top selling games sure. without yeah. a doubt all right so we got to pick a side um after all the research you've done after our discussion here what are you going to get ps5 digital ps5 regular xbox series x xbox series s i know you're getting one
1: so which so- what is it for me, I'm going to be going probably with the Xbox Series X um, when I game. And, you know, when we play together, I, I'm I'm still competitive. So I, I like how powerful that console is. And I like the professional look of it, too. So like I, I feel like that way I can make the most out of my experience. I, I don't necessarily play RPGs or anything like that. Um, that wouldn't that i would need that design for a ps5 like the immersive experience i think it's really cool and maybe i'll get both but i think the the one that i'll be getting initially is rolling with my my loyalty and professionalism uh in in the xbox series x what about you kevin
0: i'm throwing a curveball because i've officially started my pc build, Uh. so I'm not even doing, I'm he's not out. going to console route. We talk
1: about our console reviews and Kevin just... he's I'm out, out. Of the game. <laughs> wow. Um, there,
0: there are many reasons why I made that decision uh, to do it. I'll go into it later.
1: Well, um, yeah, we'll but
0: talk about for it. me, if I, if I were to pick a console, um, it's a hard decision for me. But ultimately, I think I would probably go the Series S route because primarily... I'll be on PC. Yep. Um, if I didn't have a PC, I'd probably go the Series X route to get that performance boost um, and just to experience the full high-end specs with the Series X and what it has to offer. Yeah. So there's my curveball for you. <laughs> More to come on that though.
1: And that's gonna do it. So if you want our bias and unbiased opinion on the Xbox Series X versus PS5. Um, this is where you're going to hear it. We talked about all sorts of specs, everything that has to do with the consoles. I learned a lot today. Um, and, and really it, it got me excited for uh, what's to come. So thank you guys. We're here to teach. <laughs> Sorry, Kev.
0: I said, we're here to we're teach. We're here to
1: teach and, and learn. learn. So if you guys have feedback, we're like, we've, you know, we, we've said, uh, we'd love to hear from you all. Um, thank you again for listening uh, we've got huge developments early got a new microphone over here so hopefully I sound crystal clear um, thank find God. us on Twitter at the joystick pod and now exciting new development listen to us anywhere you get your podcast so Spotify Apple stitcher uh, Google and that will do it if you guys have anything else please uh, shoot us a message on Twitter we'd love to hear from you and let us know what console you're Yeah, getting. we need your opinions. And uh, that's it. Thanks, guys. Talk to you next week.